We're storming the Capitol! It's a revolution! What's up, everybody? We're back. Another episode of Plugs the Pod. Uh, we made our plugs last week. Do we have uh, results yet from two weeks ago? Oh, uh, let's see. I think I think that poll is still open. Um, oh, wow. Long poll. 2022 movies or 2021 movies. 2021 movies. Yeah. Um, I don't have much faith in my picks on that. No, you should. I mean, it's pretty close. Um, <laughs> Dick. Yeah, it's got about half a day left. Uh, All right, let's just do it vote. now. Okay. Yeah, we'll call it. Okay, fine. I won. Um, <laughs> wow. But then, uh, yeah, second place was uh, was you, Jeff. You had oh. uh, you were right on my heels, and then Trey was right on your heels, so it was pretty close. All right, so we um, finally had a close one. Had some pharma bro fans in the uh in the poll <laughs> i'm telling you did they comment on twitter do i need to go on twitter and uh give them props no are <laughs> <laughs> oh, you just guessed he had some farmer bro fans well i mean you did come in last so but somebody voted for you some people I had um, other movies <laughs> on that list besides farmer bro i know i know no one knows that list is gone no one has any idea Oh, you just cut out on there for a second, Jeff. I did? Yeah. Oh, uh, well, I mean, I'm recording on my end, so I got Word. the audio. You had, you did have the the Oscar nominations have been released since we did this draft, and you drafted a Best Picture nominee in the first round. Don't look up. So, and, oh, yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah. it. I mean, a lot of people think it's uh, the odds on favor. It's a win, Best Picture. Who says so, that? I've I've read it. I've seen I've seen things. Well, I've seen two of them now because I watched Coda last night with Coco, uh, well, which is really seen, good. Uh, Licorice Pizza is nominated. Yeah, Licorice Pizza oh, is yeah. nominated for best best film. Uh, um, so the two movies we saw in New York both got nominated. Yeah, I mean, I'd still go with Don't Look Up. Yeah, um, but that's just me. What else? Nightmare Alley. I saw that one. Only. Yeah. Only dozed off a little bit. Um, There's a black and a, white version in the theaters now. Oh, really? Man, I'll sure. sleep through that whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wanted That's a to cool see movie. it. I wanted to see it, and it's on HBO now, and so now I now I know exactly how much I want to see it. <laughs> which exactly. is not enough to watch it on HBO. It's worth watching. It's a cool movie. Eventually. Yeah, I'll see it eventually. I find it hard to believe it's a best picture nominee. Yeah. Seems a little. Uh, yeah. Slapdash phoned in. I don't know. Well, I don't know where that came just from. didn't hear much about when it was out either. You know, that it just feels like one. it feels like it got nominated because of who directed it. Yeah. What did they nominate a bunch of movies now for best picture? Right. Uh, Up to 10. Okay. It feels like they used all of them this year. There was a there was a lot of best picture nominees. Uh, that means uh, yeah. a lot of gift packages were sent out. Yeah. <laughs> it's all politicking, man. But I don't need somebody telling me what I think is the best picture of the year. Nothing well, I mean, on my it's still interesting. Yeah. Let's see who's nominated. There's nothing on my list that's nominated for anything as far as I know. So uh, that tells you what kind of 
what kind of listeners we have the right kind <laughs> i was glad that i did see the dad in the uh, coda got nominated um and he was really good deaf dude what was that i'm not familiar with that movie coda it's yeah, it was a apple plus apple tv movie okay um it's about a girl who's about to graduate high school but the, her mom and dad and her older brother are all deaf um, okay and they run a fishing business um in massachusetts and um so it's just about her and her struggle with, uh, you know, should she leave her family um, and all that. But it's really well written. It's pretty clever and funny and, and it's a good watch. I liked it. All right. So here's the here's the nominees. This is an alphabetical order. Belfast. Uh, it's, a it's about a guy that of, rings a bell really fast. Sure. It's, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's about a kid growing up in Belfast during the Troubles and it's Kenneth Branagh directed it okay. during the Troubles is that what they officially call the whole Catholic Protestant thing or is this something else no that's what they call it um, Coda don't look up Drive My Car a movie I've only seen tweets about and don't not none of them have enough information for me to know what it is right Dune Dune. A, a movie I've not seen. Okay. And I mean, don't. I saw it. It was fine. Uh, King Richard, another movie I've not seen, but I do yep. want to see it. Yeah, I do want to see that. It looks pretty good. It's um, There was like a whole Twitter thing, like an online thing about why is this movie about Venus and Serena centered on their dad? And so, like, oh, all that these, one, I did see that. Yeah, all these people are like taken up for it. Uh, and then it, like, oh, look, Hollywood is such bullshit. There's, there's got these two stars. So, what do they do? They make the movie about their dad. It turns out um, that's how they wanted the movie to be made. No, yeah, they produced on their dad. the movie. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Cool. So, it was they wanted their decision. Yeah. yeah. They wanted to highlight the work their dad yeah. put into making them tennis stars, the best tennis players ever. We already know they're the best tennis players ever. We don't know that their dad was the best dad they could have had. But, well, I love it. Just another example of the public trying to stand up for somebody who's like, I right. don't, what, why are you standing up for? Why wouldn't you come ask me what I think before you go off on some, right. you know, what you think is noble crusade? dipshits we just wanted to make a movie about our dad <laughs> licorice pizza which was good and uh so far of the ones i've seen i actually think that one is more likely i think it's more likely than don't look up to win it seems like more of an oscar type movie than yeah. don't look up don't look up is so funny and uh, that's odd for a best picture. Uh, yeah. The power the of the age. dog. Oh yeah, I saw I saw that movie. Um, that was a fun twist at the end, huh? I haven't. Yeah. Seen I mean, you can kind of tell it's coming. Um, but uh, yeah, good movie. Um, I liked it a lot. Mm -hmm. And then here's a real uh, surprise: West Side Story. Oh yeah. I didn't yeah, expect that, that to be on the list. 
Like nobody saw it. I mean, yeah, my mom did. Nobody saw uh, <laughs> that, that track. Nobody saw the power of the dog either. But like, at least that has a reason. It was just like dropped on Netflix. Yeah, that side story was like exclusively in theaters. Like, had a chance to be. We saw trailers for that for months before it came out. But this is one of those like, uh, I mean, the power of the dog has a bunch of acting nominations. Also, Benedict yeah. Cumberbatch, um, Jesse Plemons is nominated for best supporting actor in that movie. Good for him. He deserves it. Yeah, yeah he's so always does, good. So does being the Ricardos. That's got three acting nominations. Javier Bardem. Uh, J.K. Simmons and Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidman is nominated for another Oscar. I haven't seen that one, but I'm a fan of all three of them. Yeah. I don't know how much I want to watch uh, being the Ricardos, the Aaron Sorkin uh, biopic. No, that's another one. I probably would have watched it already if I wanted to watch it that badly. Yeah, it's been on Amazon for a couple months, and I haven't watched it. I have watched... uh, things on amazon we'll get we'll get to it um yeah but other than that there's nothing really that stands out except that jesse plemons and kirsten dunst are both nominated for supporting act actor oscars for the power of the dog and they're married and i wonder if that's oh wow married couple has ever been nominated at the same time for the same movie I wonder yeah. if that's ever happened. Oh, yeah. No way. Power. They're going to have to get a new mantle. Tom Cruise um, and Kidman, were they nominated for the Eyes Wide Shut thing or whatever? I mean, that's a good um, question. That is good. Let that's me look that I up. I got a question. Uh, the Last Duel wasn't nominated for anything, right? Is that, no. Was it, Okay. I mean, it was... It came out last year, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. On my list. Yeah. That's. Uh, um, so that's your snub. That's your big snub. Last duel got snubbed, not nominated for anything, not even like a costume design or something. I mean, did you see the haircuts in that film, guys? Or soundtrack? Yeah, they don't have uh, they don't have best hair Oscars, I think. Yeah, but that's all part of costume design, right? Or. Something make I mean, up. honestly, I don't know. It looks like Eyes Wide Shut wasn't nominated for any Oscars. Hmm. I'm not seeing any Oscar nominations on this uh on IMDb. So and for sure not Far and Away or Days of Thunder. <laughs> <laughs> and no one else has ever been married. I mean, I guess I mean these are specifically acting nominations because I guess uh, like Fargo was probably up for best picture. What about oh, like, right. were Warren Beatty and Annette Benning were they married and in a movie together? Uh, they were in a movie together, but I don't think they were married yet. It was um, Reds. Yeah, so they were nominated for best. So Fargo was nominated for best picture, and Frances McDormand was best actress. So there's that's a married couple nominated for the same movie, but it's a little Jesse different. Jesse Plemons and Kirsten Dunst. They're both nominated for best supporting, right? Yeah, 
yeah so they're same category i mean not exact same category but i mean yeah they could each win trippy yeah it'd be wild for them to win and a movie that only you two have seen (laughs) yeah i'm sure other people saw it but yeah it certainly didn't break any box office records i mean it's not possible did it have any it just had no theatrical release at all huh i mean i think i think it has to to be nominated okay that's why we were able to see don't look up yeah yeah because it's got to be out for at least a week in like five different theaters or something there's some there's some rule like that it does have to have a release so that's why they always that's why they always push those movies out like at Christmas time, they come out like New York and L.A. only. It's just yeah. to cover that. Just okay. to slide into those Oscars. Because if you release it in January, I mean, the only movie that. Like, the, I guess it's probably not the only movie, but the first movie to be released in January to then get like a lot of Oscar buzz was American Sniper. It had no. Uh, it had no December release. And I think it was nominated for Best Picture or something. I don't know. Everybody just remembered it. Bulletproof vest. (laughs) Yeah. So is that who would you have give? Who would you have nominated? We saw uh, Denzel got nominated for doing all that Shakespeare nonsense. Yeah, I saw that Best Actor. So go ahead and give it to him because that was awesome. Um, Denzel's been nominated for a Best Actor. In five different decades now. Damn. Wow, it's a pretty good run, huh? Wow. Yeah, good for I him. I bet you he owns his own tuxedo. He certainly doesn't rent one now. At this <laughs> I imagine that he gets... Somebody gives him one, right? Yeah, I imagine that it's a gift. Yeah. If you're a tailor or a designer or whatever, you'd want Denzel to wear your tuxedo to the Oscars. I mean, they they do it for everybody who goes to the Oscars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't think anybody. Well, he's certainly not going to Al's, whatever that is. Al's. Al's formal wear. (laughs) Uh, Is that is that on your block? Are you doing like a Todd Berry bit? That's one of those chains. No, that's one of those chains. You know, that was the prom time. Oh, imagine the Al's commercials. Skeffington's. Yeah, we got that's where that's where you rent a tuxedo. Oh, there you go. Yeah. yeah. See, which sounds like a that sounds fake. Skeffington's sounds shady <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like, were you not going to rent me the shoes? Like, what's the catch here? Yeah. No cummerbund. <laughs> Skeffington's. Um, what? Uh. <laughs> All right, so do we have plugs this week? Yeah, we got plugs. Anybody yeah, try anybody try any plugs from last week? What about that? Oh, I did. No. What did you um, try since Monday? Jack Reacher. Oh yeah. I'm sorry. I mean Reacher. <laughs> oh yeah, you yeah. haven't watched it. You rewatched all of them with me. And some of them more than once. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I watched six and seven did quietly you, you didn't give he didn't give any spoilers no oh my god he was it was, i was watching him experience it it was it was fun watching him experience for the second time 
So <laughs> he didn't know how everything unfolded. Um, I mean, it's still fun uh, because of the way the mystery is built. It's definitely fun to rewatch because like knowing how it ends and then and then rewatching it again, you can see what's right. going on. And so it's like it, the mystery really hangs together. Oh, it does. But, it unfolds a couple of times. Yeah, know, it's yeah. a little just uh, those eight episodes or whatever. There was I saw some people. um I saw some tweets about it, like some of the complaints are like some of them are valid because like mm -hmm. my favorite, like one of the things that makes it so great to me is that it is kind of all over the place tonally. Like some parts are funny and then some parts yeah, are yeah. fucking horrific and some yeah. some parts are crazy violent. Some parts look like uh, like a Christian movie. Like one of those faith based movies <laughs> where they don't really know how to light a scene. Yeah. Right. So there's some there's some where the scenes just don't look right. And somewhere it looks like, oh, they they slapped a filter on this because they must have fucked that one up even more. Because there, there was like there was like a filter on the flashback scenes. A little bit, but then but then sometimes that filter was just on other scenes. So I don't know what like I don't know what's going on with the production of it, but it's a little <laughs> cheesy. It's a little it's a little funny. It's super duper violent. It looks uh, and the production value just seems a little suspect every now and then. Like sometimes it looks great. Right. The, but yeah. the writing is really good. The writing right. is the so acting good. is good. The story is great. I mean, people. It's it's easier to think that the perform that the reacher performance is great if you're like familiar with the character, like the book character, because this guy is doing it like this is exactly how he is in the book. Blunt, a little on the spectrum, like they say, they say it in a half a dozen books. They reference that he's probably on the spectrum a little bit. He doesn't have the same, uh, you know, emotional connection as the people he's interacting with a lot. He's able to compartmentalize better than most oh, people yeah. or whatever. He definitely does that. Uh, so I, I feel like like I'll see I'll see some people uh, bag on it online and it's easy to just be like, oh, you don't you're you're like unfamiliar with the source. Well, they I think they that's why the flashback scenes uh, in that show help um, kind of develop that side of his character more because you see, you know, he came from a military family that was always very no nonsense, but they were also like, you know, do the right thing. And, you know, even if that means doing something that you shouldn't do, you know, take responsibility for that action but you know we're okay with it because you did the right thing yeah yeah the kid the, right. the kid reacher is not as good at being reacher as the grown reacher is <laughs> no the kid, but he does seem like he's on the spectrum for sure not yeah. as much <laughs> they're still figuring it out but they i think it's funny uh even when he's a kid even his own mother just calls him reacher it, at least in the flashbacks, is that is yeah. that how he remembers it, or is that 
I mean, in the, the books, way it was in the books, it's the way it was. It was just everyone always called him Richard. Like he's he would say <laughs> it out loud. Mom. Even even my mom called, called him, him by his last name. <laughs> yeah. To me, that was kind of a cheeky thing. Like, I, you know, you wonder if the author put that in there. Yeah. Just to be a little cheeky. Yeah. It's just definitely something you can get away with in a book. A few of yeah. these things were things you can get away with in a book. There was a false death. That kind of shit works better in a book than right. yeah. when you actually see it. When you see this the the scene and then see the comeback or whatever, you're like, what the fuck? Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah. in the book, it's just a book, so whatever, anything. Right. Your brain made it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you can change what you know, maybe you just pictured it wrong. Yeah. The first yeah. maybe you pictured the first part wrong and so it's you know, you just picture it different. And then it makes a lot more sense. But in the book, it was like, mm, or in the mo- in the show, it's like, that's that guy. Yeah, what he's happened? dead. <laughs> he's dead. <laughs> trying to try, still trying to avoid spoilers. It's only been out for, uh, you know, uh, nine days or whatever at this point. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So we're just, we're just, uh, not gonna spoil it i don't know if it takes you more than four days to watch an eight episode series twice but we will be respectful of that (laughs) yeah what do you got day jobs and like families and stuff i mean i I don't uh i I still didn't watch letter (laughs) kenny but i I did watch all of reacher again and some of it three times (laughs) hey man well like i said letter kenny you know you watch that first episode and you'll know if it's for you or not yeah, so now Troy, so Troy, your your first plug is Reacher. Did you finish uh, it, Trey? Yeah, Reacher. Yeah. Nice. Oh yeah, you all were right. yeah you were all set to. Yeah, and I'm gonna watch it. We saw you. Yeah, me too. Yeah, who knows how many times I'm gonna watch it? I I am very excited about the fact that season two has been announced. Yeah, oh that's great! Good news. For it's season not a two, one off. Perfect. We're breaking that right here on plugs. I'm hoping. Uh, I'm hoping they skip a couple books in the in the series before they make another one, but I'm I'm really okay with it. The second book deals with like militia people, and uh, well, that could be really interesting. I mean, it could, but you would have like they would really have to change it, and uh, like the main the main bad guy is like some great big fatso with a weird voice in the book so if they just do it all exactly right then you're like what what is what is going on (laughs) but there are there are definitely i mean they're not gonna make there's no way they're they're even planning on being like oh we're gonna make 26 seasons or whatever and how long would that take i would take at one a year that would take 26 years so there might be another 20 fucking reacher books by the time this comes out, I don't really know how many more Reacher books there are going to be. They switched well, authors. Well, that's what I said last episode was like, let's just get them just cranking them out, man. Like, that's a full time job now is just one yeah. right after the other. But it'd be nice for like. If they put in like if they did like six or seven. That'd be nice. Like that would be a really nice, well, yeah. well fleshed out. Whatever. One of the things that Reacher doesn't have is like a main 
like a final boss. There's no like recurring villain. Oh yeah. He Dr. just evil. Yeah, he just cleans like it up every time. Everybody dies. <laughs> yeah, everybody dies every time. <laughs> so I don't know what um that tends to help a show a show's longevity is to have the main like how long is justified with no Boyd Crowder? I mean, it might be six seasons, but if each season was just a different villain without the the overall yeah, Boyd versus Raylan thing, yeah, it's, it's it's not as good. True. Some of that is because Walt Walton Goggins is so good, but some of that is just in general. It's it's nice to have a f- a full villain. What about how many uh how many Bosch books were there? How- oh man, who knows? Twenty five. Oh yeah. So I mean, they wrapped that up in six seasons. Um, yeah, yeah, but they only but- did. Uh, <clears throat> they did probably. They only did like like maybe seven books. Okay. Maybe eight. There was a couple of seasons. I think they combined a couple things. Yeah, I think I remember you saying that, but they. Yeah, that has that. That one is definitely harder to keep my finger on because that's just like cop stuff. And there's there's so many and I didn't, you know, I haven't. uh, I'm just a little less into it. Some of some of them are boring. Sure. But even the dumb reachers, I still breeze through. I just last reacher book was dumb. (laughs) Written by the guy's brother. It was dumb. There was a lot of shit in it where the Reacher wouldn't do a lot of. And it seemed, you know, he's the author. So whatever he says Reacher does, he does. But when you watch all of these, like when you're when you're following along and you're into it, you're like, I feel like I know the character pretty well. And then you're re- I'm reading this one is like, this is dumb. This is not. Well, is, this, is this the first one that the brother wrote? No, this is the second one the brother wrote. The first one the brother wrote wasn't bad. It just felt like mid-level. He's mid-level doing that brother. Region. Do you know if he's an older brother or a younger brother? I don't know. I <laughs> haven't looked like, into it I'm that I'm just going to take this and put my spin on it now. No, I mean, he's really, he's trying to do it. But they, you know, they do that sometimes. It's just too much. You know, James Patterson hasn't written a book by himself in 20 years. He's got a whole system where he just like outlines it and then somebody else writes the book and they put both their names on it and then it fucking sells 5 million copies. Wow. Nice. Yeah. I mean, you can do that when you're James Patterson, I guess. I mean, John Grisham could probably do it. He probably should have started already. Well, I mean, it's not surprising. You know, there are comics in the biz that that hire writers. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not I'm not saying that I'm against it. I'm just saying that it's it definitely sometimes they do it to just keep it going. Like like Robert Parker died. He wrote like the fuck is Robert Parker's main detective. But whatever they they um. Robert Parker died. And so and so another author has taken over that that series. 
and his, and Robert Parker himself finished. There was a Raymond Chandler book that had the first four chapters were done when he died, and so and then Robert Parker f- wrote the rest of that book. And then if you know six or seven years ago somebody else wrote another Philip Marlowe book, like it can happen. Turns out there's no like. Uh, remember the Hardy Boys? Mm-hmm. The you know you know who wrote the Hardy Boys? Franklin W. Dixon was the uh, author name. I thought it was L. Ron Hubbard. No, well, that's fine. Um, he no. uh, there was never a Franklin W. Dixon. Never, never existed. A guy who uh, like some guy who wrote, some guy who who owned like a printing press and a paper company got the idea to just hire a bunch of writers to write these mysteries. And then he could also print them and sell the paper. So he like started a second company that his first company uh, could get hired by or whatever. So he just like had this. So there was never a Franklin W. Dixon. Well, I hope everybody got paid the same. I mean, who knows? That's probably <laughs> yeah. Probably workers' not. rights, yeah. dude. They probably all got paid shit. Unions, for, as far as writing books goes. Yeah, no, he probably didn't. Um, Spencer, that's what it is. Yeah, Robert Spencer. Parker wrote Spencer, the Spencer series. for hire. Yeah, Spencer for hire is based off of that um, that that Mark Wahlberg movie that came out a couple years ago, Spencer Confidential. Mm-hmm. That's based yeah, that on that character, but not the movie that came out last year. Was it was Spencer nominated for a Best Picture? I don't know Best Picture, but she was nominated for Best Actress, Kristen right. Stewart. That's why that I never knew what that movie was about. I was like, I thought it was the detective guy. Yeah, man. If it was the detective guy, we would have seen it. Absolutely. That's how you know it's not. It never <laughs> came up. Uh, okay, Trey. What? What do you got? You got something to plug? Sure, man. Boba Fett. Oh yeah, you finished the, it. The character, not the series, just the character in general. The character. But the series is pretty dope. Yeah, I did finish it. Which that was the finale, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But it's um, just a bridge to the next thing, right? Which, I mean, you could kind of see coming with so much of the Mandalorian coming in. But that was kind of the fun of it. The last two episodes especially was was seeing all the other characters come into it and see how they fit into that story. And Cade Bane shows up. Or Cad Bane. Cad Cad Bane, yeah. That dude's scary. (laughs) Yeah, man. At the end of the second to last episode, he shows up and you're just like, oh. Yeah. My butthole might have puckered a little bit. Darth Vader ain't got nothing on him. Nah, that he's guy. way creepier looking, not animated, you know? Yeah. I know. That'd be a fun uh, side adventure to follow Cad Bane for a little while, see what he's up to. For sure. As he was so, he was such a, he, he had like a presence in Clone Wars. And uh, he shows up in Bad Batch. So good. And I, f- I feel like he might have been in Rebels, but I don't think I can't remember. There was enough. There was enough crossover between Clone Wars and enough Clone Wars characters showed up in Rebels at some point. 
like a Hondo. That'd be a fun guy. Let's bring that guy in and into live action Hondo. Yeah. Yeah, there are a couple of them. I mean, I we said it before. I wouldn't mind seeing a live action version of Bad Batch. That'd be hard Period. to do since since it would just be <laughs> technically it would have to be the same guy. Six of the guy who who plays Boba Fett. <laughs> oh right, yeah. Right, so it'd be like suddenly this guy is carrying all kinds of things. Well, maybe he's got a couple brothers, you know, a skinny brother and a big bulky brother, and you know, nah, the, they're better. They're better off animated. You can get away with it. <laughs> anime have the same guy voice them all. Whatever, it's all fine. I only put a CGI Luke Skywalker in there. Yeah, yeah. Which is fine. I don't know. People were upset by it, but I don't know. Like, I don't remember. I mean, do people think that like Luke in The Last Jedi was an incredible performance? Yes. Like Mark Hamill gave an incredible performance in The Last Jedi. Mm -hmm. Were any of his performances all that incredible in the first three? Not particularly. No, we've talked at length about that. Did he seem (laughs) much different? as a da like people are like oh it's all stiff and wooden and whatever it's like yeah. i mean that was he nailed exactly. it exactly fucking nailed it yeah that was my problem with that is uh it was luke's just such a wet blanket it uh sl- slowed it down that was i dozed off when luke showed up Man, when i was watching episode six skywalkers and yeah. tatooine on us the next show is obi-wan that comes out in like oh god april or something and that's just more Tatooine. Yeah, still going to watch it. But yeah, more Skywalkers mm, and Tatooine. That's right. I will 100% watch every second of it. But more fucking Tatooine is not what I need. Yeah. No, that was never the entire time we watched Star Wars. There was never a moment where you're like, I want to know more about Tatooine. Yeah. Now we're finding out a ton about it. I want to know more about already- everything else. Yeah, I know. That's like if you want to throw it in an episode or two, fine. But don't don't have your story centered on them being there the whole yeah. time. <laughs> Star Wars, for Pete's sake. There's a lot of other planets out there. So many. What is the what is the point? Um, yeah. I mean, what's what's going on here? We oh, have three minutes before we take a break. And he left. <laughs> Oh, and I think I got the hiccups. Problem. I think I just got the hiccups from that drink. And so that's going to be. <sighs> take a couple of deep breaths and see if yeah, maybe from I die for him, dude. <laughs> Arms up. Arms up. Oh, there man. What I, what I In through the nose. I think I got hiccups. Mouth. Took a hard drink. I don't know. I hiccuped once and then that was it. And it. I'm like, just got my fingers crossed because. It could just be the one, but sure. man, if I just have them for a while, that'll be a nightmare. Challenging. Uh, but all right, let's let's take a break and come back with some more plugs. <laughs> we were on the break. <laughs> we're back. Uh, all right, we got a few more things mm-hmm. to talk about. Um, Troy, do you have another one? So we plugged, um, we did Boba Fett and uh, Reacher. 
Yeah, double plug Reacher. <laughs> um, you were right about that one. Fuck um, yeah, I was right about that one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I never doubted you. I love like my anything, any affinity I have towards any Reacher property is because of you. It's a reflection of yours. That's all. And uh, it's it's rubbed off on me. And uh, my enthusiasm is yeah. infectious. Um, but yeah, I, uh, yeah, I got a plug. Um, that last Disney movie, Encanto. Encanto. Have you guys, you guys seen this? Not yet, but I guess that'll be on the list because it's on Disney Plus now, it's, right? It's there yeah, on yeah. Disney Plus. Um, yeah, I had a uh, had a snowed in sleepover at my mom's house last week. So we made it a movie marathon and it included Encanto. You watched it too, right, Jeff? I did watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's uh, it's delightful. As a, Where would you put it with the uh, as far as the more recent ones like Moana and uh, oh, I haven't uh, I haven't seen Moana Coco. I haven't seen Coco either. Oh, okay. But, uh, yeah, I don't watch. But, I don't watch a lot of these movies. I'll just yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't either. But yeah, I'm going to now because Encanto really uh, it. I was enchanted. Um, that's <laughs> <laughs> all right. If that's for that's one for our Spanish speakers. Um, but uh, oh. yeah, it's a cool movie. It's uh, it's, you know, beautiful. The songs are cool. They're written by Lin-Manuel Miranda. Mm, the uh, hamilton guy he's puerto yeah. rican it uh it took a little bit i heard a few songs and i was like why do these sound familiar and you can definitely see his his style in the songs and um the uh main character mirabelle madrigal is voiced by stephanie beatrice from uh who plays rosa diaz on brooklyn 99 um she is she's incredible um she also she's in in the heights she gets a little bit of on-screen singing in that one she sings a bunch in this one i mean i guess it's her singing maybe it's not even her but uh that's probably her frozen situation there um but yeah it's just cool it's a cool story about uh uh every everyone everyone has a gift sometimes it's not as apparent as it is with other people, but you still have one. Oh, so. the lessons you learn with mm-hmm. Disney. It's almost like they're not a horrible corporation. Oh, that was that's <laughs> what it was about. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. It's a great animated movie. If you gotta watch an animated movie, you know, if you're in mixed company or whatever, you want something that everybody can watch. And Kanto is it. It's gonna it's gonna fit the bill. Yeah, it's probably fun to fall asleep to. That too. <laughs> not in a I mean, yeah, not, I mean after you've seen it. Yeah, like yeah. A, yeah. Pleasant animation and music. Right. I mean, I like falling asleep to Clue. That doesn't mean I don't like Clue. Right. <laughs> I do that because I do. I've probably fallen asleep to. There was a while there where I would just like when I had a VHS and I would just put in the Big Lebowski and fall asleep every night. Mm. Every night I would fall asleep to Big Lebowski. <laughs> All right. Dude, so you're it, absorbing it in your subconscious while you're sleeping right? too. That's nuts. Does Until- that count? 
Yeah, totally. That's why they have those, you know, hip- hypnosis tapes you're supposed to listen to when you're going to bed. Do those ever work? Yeah, they work yeah. on people. Who do they work on? Do you know somebody they've worked on? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they worked on my buddy Jimmy Jones. Jimmy Jones? Mm-hmm. Jimmy yep. Jones. Okay. You couldn't think of a better fake name than Jimmy Jones? <laughs> no. Josh Jenkins? Steve Davis. Steve Davis, Josh Jenkins. Steve Davis sounds like more of a name than Jimmy Jones does. <laughs> The sandwich guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that guy, he's he probably sleeping all the time. Jimmy Jones, the sandwiches are boring. Um, <laughs> what? Uh, they are. They're not great. Yeah, they're just fine. <laughs> it's yeah. like. It's like uh, Jimmy Jones is the kind of, you know, how when you're. um. When your stomach hurts and you're supposed to eat white food or whatever, what is it? The nest? What's it? What is the uh, acronym? Brat. Brat. But- Bread. <laughs> eggs. Rice. <laughs> Applesauce. Yeah, what? it's like that. Toast. Yeah, that's yeah. what it is. It's like a Jimmy John sandwich is a per- the perfect thing to eat if you have been nauseous, but you're also hungry. Which yeah, is an odd sense. combination, but you just you will need to eat sure. some food. Dude, the bread just turns to cement in my gut. Yeah. Yeah. Like you get done with a Jimmy John sandwich and you feel it just sitting there. It's one of those. Feel it slowly work its way. Down. I mean, you keep saying you when that seems like an eye sense. <laughs> Me. I feel it in my gut. Perhaps. You're a gluten. Ah, it turns to cement in my right. Like no, but I'm saying it's one of those foods for me. I'm saying everybody yeah, yeah. has that food. That's what I meant by you. Uh, so that's yeah. this week's un- unplug. Unplug yourself from Jimmy John's. <laughs> they suck, I, dude. I want to say I would eat Subway over Jimmy John's. Wow, sounds like I you mean, just said it. Yeah, you can't get Subway delivered. That's true. They don't deliver. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't. You got to have Jersey Mike's. That's what you need. I mean, what are you, who am I talking to? You live in New York. I'm like, now let me tell you where to get a sandwich. Dude, we got Boar's Head on every corner. You got it's Boar's Head awesome. at that bodega? Dude, on Boar's Head has this guy on lockdown, dude. Yeah. Yeah, the one that got firebombed. I never went. I never got Boar's Head from there. Yeah, because you got stuff off the grill there. Once. Yeah, you didn't get a hoagie. Or a sandwich on a roll. No, no, should have. Next time. Yeah, even the crappiest bodega here has boar's head. You can count on that. Um. Yeah, yeah. Uh. All right, Trey. What's your next plug? Or is, do you only have one left? Yeah, I only have one left. All right, Troy. You said you had a couple of things, so you do your second thing. Okay, hey. my second thing is uh. There's a new Eels album called Extreme Witchcraft. Uh, you guys, uh, I know, I know you, Jeff, have listened to Eels a bunch. Trey, you familiar with Eels? Vaguely, I know Vaguely. that I know, like, I know you could play me at least. I mean, there was their songs, and I'd be like, oh yeah, I know that. Yeah, song. Novocaine for the soul. That was a big hit off their first album, right? Mm-hmm. From like 1995. But uh, those actually words from the song. 
Yeah, Novocaine for That's the, the soul. title of the song and the chorus. And also, of the song. yeah, the title. Well, I didn't know if it was one of those bands that does the thing where they're the the song title man. has nothing. They eels is it's just tasty pop hits, man. Okay, uh, they get your toe tapping and your head bopping, and uh, that's exactly what this new collection of songs does. It's uh uh yeah it's full of they got uh think of like it's it's in this area where the black keys overlap with beck uh so like some real <laughs> garage rock sounding guitars but also a lot of not beeps, afraid to get beefs and, and, and funky. yeah yeah um right. and uh they're they're very um they they have an impending sense of dread in almost all of their songs. That is their overarching. Uh, that, that's look, also true. Yeah, look, like, it's Black Angels meets Fallout Boy. I don't know what any of that stuff <laughs> I don't, is, yeah. but uh, <laughs> no. like Tom Petty had, like Tom Petty's defining emotional output is defiance, and. Uh, Led Zeppelin's is Lord of the Rings, and <laughs> the eel the eels is dread. Like even even like their songs. Some of their songs are sunnier, but there's still like a level of dread in their songs. So they really work well nowadays. All of their shit has aged great, right? Because now if you know. It feels a little bit more normal to have an impending sense of dread. <laughs> it feels like on this latest album, there might be a little less of that. Like that's been able to be turned down because the impending sense of doom is so widespread. Because it's because it's, um, it's it's finally everywhere else. <laughs> yeah, right. I like I've done my job. Now I make songs for me. I mean, there's a song on there's a song in the album called Strawberries and Popcorn, and the chorus is about uh i'm at home alone and there's nobody who can tell me i can't have strawberries and popcorn for dinner um and and that's repeated over and over in the song there you um, go and if you look him up yeah, the guy very impending doom. his his dad was like the guy who invented like theoretical physics or something like something wow. wild like that like uh yeah, just look uh, look him up and and uh, dig deep. All right, he, he he did a WTF a few years ago. Oh, His okay. name is Mark Oliver Everett. He, he goes is, by E on yeah. stage. Very and enigmatic. He's, he's the only fucking guy oh, in the band. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna say, is it one of those bands where it's like he's E, another guy's E, another guy's L, and another guy's S? No. No, no, so no. There's any other supporting. <laughs> you don't seem to understand members. what this band is about at all. <laughs> yeah, not this much. Even even the songs that seem whimsical are not like they had the the song from a uh, road trip. Uh, You're goddamn right. It's a beautiful day. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That I mean, if you listen to it, that is just just because it's in major. It's in a major chord or whatever. Does right. doesn't mean that the. Uh, the first the opening line is smokestack spitting black soot into the sunny sky. That's yeah. uh that's how yeah. goddamn right it's a beautiful day starts. There's um, another song. Um Hey man, now you're really living. Yeah, that's and the line uh Do you know what it's like to fall on the floor? Cry your guts out till you got no more. Hey man. 
now you're really living can't yeah. do anymore because uh i'm just seeing yeah. the, the brady bunch kids singing their songs you know and there's their that song that song there's like a juxtaposition because there are some there's you know have you ever made love to a beautiful girl made if made you feel like it's not such a bad world hey man now you're really living so there's like Sometimes it's good and sometimes it's bad, but all of it is really living. I don't think he's talking about different experiences. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so they throw a little bit of sunshine in there from time to time. Just enough. <laughs> it can't be raining all the time. Mm, depends on where you live. It can't be. Not all the time. Well, not, I mean, soon, no, it's not going to rain anywhere soon. Everyone can finally move to Seattle and live out their last few months in the Pacific Northwest. Hey. <laughs> Where the only green patch will be left. It's just going to get smaller and smaller, too. And that, that green patch, as you get closer, you realize it's just somebody's uh, thrown away Sonics jersey. <laughs> you thought it was grass from a half a block away but it isn't it's just a tossed off hat <laughs> well i mean when all the plants die and stuff at least we'll be able to find like twenty thousand missing people good lord twenty thousand <laughs> only there's gonna be way more i think when all the when all the leaves die and you can finally see through the trees there'll be all kinds of those the village though you just find those everywhere <laughs> <laughs> Shanty towns everywhere. <laughs> Just shanty towns everywhere. Um, and maybe we'll find DB Cooper up there finally. Maybe he got away. Maybe. I'm hoping. Yeah. yeah, he's out there. That'll be a that'll be a question that I hope gets answered someday. Like when you like uh, when you die, you learn all this stuff. You can find out all this stuff maybe mm -hmm. that's gonna be one of my first my yeah, one of my on first list. questions like just tell me you got away yeah or just, yeah, just tell me what happened i mean how like you can't still be i don't know he only stole like 200 grand and that was yeah, not, years ago he's not still living off that money <laughs> no if he's still alive either way best case scenario best case scenario he lived I think for, he's living with the Sasquatches. Best case scenario, he lived real well for four years, ran out of money, and then got a job. Yeah. That, that's what I'm hoping. Um, In a Canadian lumber yard. That's what I'm going with. <laughs> All right, so here's my plug is I don't really know what the plug is but man the nba trade deadline is so fun <laughs> so many things happen today i should plug the sixers well the i mean not gonna but that trade finally happened simmons for harden finally happened oh really yeah well yeah. simmons oh, and wow. three other dudes plus a couple of first round draft picks well yeah because sure harden Harden makes $45 million and they got to match the salary. So they got, um, it was Seth Curry, Andre Drummond and a couple oh, of draft man. picks, but the draft picks aren't even that good. Cause it was like, it was next year's first, which is probably going to be 28 at, at best. Yeah. Now they yeah. got Harden. If Harden's really, if Harden is, has really actually just 
been waiting to have fun again. Like when Harden has fun and wants to play with Embiid, holy shit, they could fucking I mean, run the slate. You now. gotta, yeah, you got a guy that can make 12 threes a game on the outside and uh, Joel Embiid inside. Yeah. You um, replace the guy. Besties. Yeah, Embiid's finally going to be able to do what he can do down down on right. the block. You replace the guy that took that has made one three pointer. <laughs> yeah. In five years with a guy who can make 12 threes in a game and yeah. will is not afraid to take the shot. But you also yeah. lost Seth Curry, who is statistically a better shooter than just about anybody. Yeah. And Andre Drummond was just salary stuff because, I mean, he's on a minimum. So I don't know what I guess. I guess the Nets were just tired of not having any centers or having to play Blake at center all the time. Yeah, the Curry move de- definitely hurt more than the Drummond did. Yeah, but, um, I mean Drummond's you know. been doing all right. He's been his his twenty minutes a game has been pretty uh, effective. Like they've ne- mean, they've never they they they're not losing these games because of Drummond's minutes. That's never happening. <laughs> so that that's pretty good. They're losing these games because of Tobias Harris. So they still have Tobias Harris. Uh, yeah, yeah. But they can always hopefully they can off like dump him into uh, OKC's salary cap space. All of this, we just lost everybody, but so many trades happened. <laughs> uh, there was that Blazers Pelicans deal a couple of days ago, and then almost everybody the Blazers got in that deal has now moved on. Uh, except for Josh Hart. They kept Josh Hart, but now Joe Ingles is on the Blazers. He's not on the Jazz anymore. He's got a blown out knee, so he's not playing again this season. So they replaced, they traded somebody who is playing to get a guy who isn't playing because the Blazers are trying to tank. It's all this shit is going on. And it's, and it's, it's just fun because it's like suddenly starting now, it's like a whole new season because now I don't really know who's playing where anymore. So you turn on the, uh, turn on the games and I'll spend the next, 10 days being like, oh, this guy's on the Pacers now. What the fuck am I watching a Pacers game for? <laughs> yeah, they put the whole NBA on shuffle mode. Let's see how Basically, it turns yeah. out. Or but it's they, like an episode of the challenge, you know, where they were like, all right, we're going to change things up. New teams, everybody. Yeah, a lot of a lot of people moved. There was a lot of three and four teamers. Um, there was a four team trade today that the only thing I could remember is Marvin Bagley ended up in Detroit. Uh, but some other, I think Josh Jackson went to Sacramento, but I can't even remember who else. Oh, the Mavericks traded Kristaps Porzingis to the fucking Wizards. Wait, what? Yeah. And got back Spencer Dinwiddie and Davis Bertans. So they got back a guy who only does what Porzingis was willing to do. Porzingis didn't want to be center. He just wanted to shoot threes i guess so they got back davis bertans who only shoots threes and doesn't like there's no chance he'll do anything else and spencer dinwiddie a point guard who what is, what's dallas thinking i mean it's fine they, they weren't gonna they weren't going anywhere with porzingis no but they already got that one dude up front yeah but they the need somebody European to uh, it's really good yeah Doncic, but they needed another they needed another ball handler real badly. Like this is not the Dinwiddie part is not bad until the last four minutes of the game. And they're both out there together and then we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Dinwiddie is not 
he's played some too also. So like he was he wasn't the point guard. He was a point guard on Brooklyn, but he shared the duties with Levert. Duties. Then when he got to uh Washington, he handled the ball a lot, but Beal would do a lot too. Like so it's 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 interesting. I'm I'm curious to see what this does. Dude, I tell you what, and the Sixers got to be coming through here what next month, I think. The Nets are playing the the Sixers in one month in Philadelphia. Well, when's the well, next one here? The, but here's the other thing: it doesn't matter about the next about the next one there. Like they might boo Harden, but guess guess who can't play in Brooklyn? Right. Oh, Kyrie. Uh, Kyrie. Ben Simmons. Oh, oh ben. wait, what? <laughs> the the I don't think he's vaccinated. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, so they got another guy who's not vaxxed. That's funny. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I heard they something. they lift the mask thing, but you still have to be vaccinated. Yeah, yeah, they just, and the mask, the mask restriction lift is just for a few weeks. Oh, yeah, yeah, until numbers start going back up again. Right, they never, they never, <laughs> it doesn't seem like they understand that just because the numbers are down, you keep this up for another month and then we can actually stamp it down. But as soon as the numbers go down, they're like, "Oh, we're all fine. Let's spit in each other's mouths," and then you're, and then you just skyrocket back up. I mean, that's why, like, it feels like la- like two years ago we shut down effectively for about a week, not long enough to do anything. But there was, it seemed like that first week, people were willing to do it a little bit more than they were at any other point after that. Yeah. And after a week, yeah. a lot of people were like, fuck this. Like there were some people that were like, fuck this immediately. And then each week that went by more and more people were like, fuck this. It ain't even working. Well, it's not working because of you. Like, that's why it didn't work. Yeah. Uh, so I, I feel like for the rest of our lives, we should get to anytime somebody complains about it, we should get to point out that it, it was because of them. I stayed right. home. Well, I mm-hmm. mean, here in New York, it'll be fun to see like I think a lot of people are probably still going to wear their masks for the most part, just because, you know, we really got spooked during, you know, during Christmas and New Year's. It was like like 50,000 new cases a day or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it was wild. Every comic in Brooklyn got nuts. Yeah. And I mean, now it's like last I checked was a couple of weeks ago, maybe. And it was down to like seven grand. But it was like that's quite a drop off, you know, and I, I don't think people are, are, even though the numbers are down, I don't think people are comfortable up here yet. No, I fucking, I'm not. No. I'm, I would still wear a mask. Like imagine yeah. when's the next time you're going to get on a train without a mask on. Yeah. It's going to be a little bit. I would, I would venture never. to say never. Well, <laughs> not because you have to, but now that you just know the science and you're like, Oh, if I just wear a mask on the train, I'll get sick a lot less often. Mm-hmm. And then you just go around the rest of your life not getting sick very much. Yeah, man. Nobody's going to be making fun of those Chinese people no more. No. No. Or no. we have a better understanding of why they wore masks all the time. Yeah, yeah. It feels like it feels like some people still will, but they never got it in the first place. They no, never exactly. understood. Those people are in the militia book. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, please don't do that one. Um. All right, well... That's my that was my plug was the NBA trade deadline. That's what I've been focused That's on. A good one today. But yeah, you broke some news for me. 
trying to keep up with it. I mean, I am very interested to see how Harden plays with Embiid and just what that looks like. But goddamn, if he's if he's healthy, yeah, man, I, I yeah. might seriously follow the Sixers again for a little while here because the yeah, Flyers I'll, are doing so terrible. I'm gonna unhang my Joel Embiid jersey from the closet and slap it on. <laughs> watch, watch watch a game. Oh man. Uh, all right, so Trey, you got our you got our final and our and our biggest plug. Tell us what tell us what this is all about. I'm going with Dolly Parton. Um and I've I I think it's pretty well known my love for that woman. And uh you know, I grew up with her cuz my dad's whole family is is from a couple hollers over yes. in Tennessee. And um she She's done so much already. She started uh, reading programs up there uh, when they had that wildfire a few years back. She uh, anybody that had a house that burned down, uh, she helped them build a new house. Uh, and now her latest thing is any employee of Dollywood um, seasonal part time or full time that wants to go to college. She's got your tuition and books for you. And that starts day one of your employment there. That's wow. like, so you don't this have this woman. Yeah. It's like the GI bill, but you don't have to go to Iraq. How awesome yeah. is that? Or the you Ukraine get, or whatever. Better than the GI bill. Cause the GI yeah. bill, they just give you that money and they're like, you can do whatever you want with it. We just call it the GI bill. Cause we're like, Hey, here's money you can take for college, but you can go buy a fucking car with it if you want. Yeah, you go buy a house. A lot of uh, a lot of LA was built on GI bills, post World War II GI bills. A lot of the San Fernando Valley and stuff. But this is like, I mean, I, I wouldn't necessarily say it's better than the GI bill because <laughs> you have to go to college, but it's better than any other job is offering. Working yeah. at Dollywood is a scholarship. That's basically a full yeah. ride scholarship you get by working at Dollywood. Yeah, which is some of the best people watching in the entire United States. I can't speak for the world because I'm not very well traveled, but in the in, as far as the United States goes, it's some pretty awesome people watching. Right, it feels <laughs> like there'd be a lot of people there that would be that or would be against this. <laughs> <laughs> no, hey man, they're all for it. No, I mean, they're like they're, Dolly's they're, doing it, so it's okay. It's not a handout, people. Yeah, because Dolly's doing it. And I mean, look, it it doesn't affect most of them because the people that are working there are all from East Tennessee. So I mean, most again, helping the people of East Tennessee, most of the things those people are upset about don't affect them. Truth (laughs) Yeah, as a fair cop. (laughs) You know, there's you know, there's you know, there's Dolly fans now that are like that are that will give it up anytime anybody does anything somebody is somebody hates it enough to fucking quit but they're wrong yeah. i mean this is like this is like enough to be like maybe i should work at dollywood <laughs> right? no i know and you're right like my uh folks neighbor um karen the 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 family that lives next to them that my dad's grown up with karen's a little bit younger but she, yeah she takes the approach that dolly parton is bad uh, you know, because um, she uh, took over. She could just because she's commercial, you know, 
Okay. That whole thing. (laughs) Because she's popular. Well, yeah. Well, that's dumb. I can't think of a worse reason to not like Dolly Parton. I mean, she just, it doesn't matter. Uh, Karen's an interesting one to talk to, for sure. (laughs) They named named Karen's after her. (laughs) I mean, yeah, not far off. She's a little woodsy, though. I mean, you know. She got goats and chicken coop and stuff. Well, it does seem. Uh, I mean, I could probably get a college. If I just went and got a job at Dollywood, I could have a college degree by the time I'm 50. Yeah. And then and then I'll have one year to try to find a job and then uh, we'll be out of water. <laughs> <laughs> so what well, should just I do? move a little further south to Atlanta where Coca-Cola is because they'll have all the water. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. That doomsday glaciers are going to melt. Then who knows? We handled this. We handled this one loose virus so well that I can't imagine. I, I bet our response to a dozen ancient viruses will be. Oh, I can't wait. It's going to be chaos. Yeah. 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 Hopefully I am not in again in New York City when that happens because I'm on an island, homies. That is not a comfortable feeling. (laughs) I didn't know Brooklyn was an island, too. It's on Long Island. It's the end of Long Island. Really? It feels like Long Island should be the end of Brooklyn. Have you seen the size of these things? (laughs) Well, the other (laughs) end of Long Island is the Hamptons. No, no, those two parts are just Brooklyn's tails. Yeah. Brooklyn got two tails. Well, and this uh, is the scary thing is off one of those tails. So this could really happen. There is a, an infectious disease center on an island out there. Oh, Plum uh-huh. Island. Uh, I don't I forgot the name of it, but it's where they keep all the animal diseases and stuff. I think it's called Plum Island. I read a book called oh, it Plum might be. Island. I think you're right. Uh that uh i really liked it the book was written by i can't remember the guy's name i read a couple of books and then um then like the third book by this guy i read uh like any cop book tends to skew a little right wing that's what i like like that's one of the things i like about rager is he he really doesn't he's like uh you know he's like a black and like there's like good and evil hero type shit in those books but like there's like a book about uh one of the books the bad guy is like in charge of like one of those computer farms that just shoves disinformation he talks shit about like there's a book where he talks where he just like like reacher just talks some quick shit about a guy who uh tried to steal an election (laughs) like like obvious like trump references and it's obvious that like the guy the the author at least thinks thinks trump's a bozo and reacher thinks trump's a bozo uh but generally like you read like bosch books and whatever and they're all real like pro cop and whatever but this guy shit went like it was like overdone where it was clear that he was like oh this is this is my like i'm trying to convince you of this and it's and usually it's just like part of the story of like when you're reading cop books cops are good in the book like the cop you're reading about is good he's a good cop 
That's yeah. what I like about movies and whatever. Like you watch Lethal Weapon, like yeah, in the movies, Mel Gibson just shooting some guy in Lethal Weapon is fine because we've seen the whole movie. We saw him do the bad stuff, so we don't like we don't mind so much if it's a little extrajudicial. But mm-hmm. in real life, fuck, stop it. Mm-hmm. That's my heart. That's my hard stance. The hot take of the the hot take of the week is cut it out. Cut it out, you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Hiring practices, man, and training. Like, come on. We're better than this. They um did you know that the in the military police, like when like when you go into the military police, mm-hmm. part of your training is uh that the even the people like you the, like get it into your head that like the people you are policing are on your side like these right. are still the, they're mm-hmm. still on the same side the people you're arresting are on like you're still in the army they teach de-escalation they teach all this shit that the that the civilian cops don't learn and disregard and so there's some of that in the reacher books too where he's like no that's like bad cops like that's why there's that's why there's bad cops and in, in some reacher books yeah because he's a he's a military cop so he is trained to de-escalate and uh and not trained to think that the people he's chasing are his enemy oh it's so simple it's so mm. simple but they like they want it to be that like these cops have these fucking like there's like hero complex where they want it to be that and you know some of it's probably from the movies a lot uh like they go the training definitely is bad but they show up with that attitude well again that's hiring practices yeah and and um i have a theory and i you know i don't know anything about anything but i i and and it could just be this has always been happening but now there's like there's so much press and you can get uh there's so much just like journalism that exists so you can get it's easier to read a story from this the new the san diego newspaper and the minneapolis newspaper and like it's easier to read those stories now mm-hmm. than it was uh ever in our lives but i also like i'm curious to see if someone's done a study on if there's like if you're a cop and you have always done like these first person shooter games if that makes you faster to pull your trigger because you like you basically spend your free time teaching yourself to shoot at everything i mean i would buy that because again you're you're not talking about guys with the highest iq like do i think a navy seal would be able to differentiate that yeah yeah but I mean, and it's very clear the reacher patrol cop, right? But your average patrol cop, no. Like no, I think there's a very high time. chance, right? And you're talking about somebody with a lower IQ, and that's just that's just a fact, right? Like I feel like you should every cop should have to be a military cop first. I would, oddly and oddly enough, I would trust that more. Totally, like, we're talking Until they we're talking about start- two institutions that I'm not like super thrilled about. But if every cop had been a military cop, mm-hmm. our our civilian cops would be better trained and better equipped to handle their job. Yeah. But the good military guys are smart enough to go in private contracting, and so they're not becoming cops. 
Yeah, yeah. Private contractors need that yeah. needs to stop. Yeah, that needs to wow. stop fucking first. I have I'm I'm working out my presidential platform. Um, that'll be Whoa, that'll be on next week's plugs. Mm. We'll we'll cover my presidential platform. Uh, all right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. We're uh, we did it. We've wrapped up a third episode. How about that? We got ourselves a real streak going. Yeah, that's great, man. I'm excited. Nice. In the groove. All right. Well, hit us up on Twitter at Plugs the Pod. Tell us your plugs. We'll read your plugs on next week's episode if you if we get any. But, yeah, uh, please. It seems like interaction's gone down on the Twitter. So let us know what's what. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, we need yeah. to make. I'm gonna record something and put it on the old the the previous feed um all right well we'll talk about that uh off the air thanks for listening that's hilarious bye, bye. see ya bye. Bye. Have a great time.